Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate that crazy thing called life. My name is Emily Chabourne and I am a mindset coach and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this epic community of over 3,000 people and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Dear M, can you help me with my procrastination? I have a side hustle which isn't making me much cash at the moment because I am the queen of procrastinating. I've signed up to short courses and trainings about productivity, but none of it seems to have helped. So, procrastination. I mean, I so resonate with procrastination. And if you are watching this live at home through Instagram, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life or through that crazy thing called life, my free Facebook group, then smash out the love hearts if you resonate with procrastination and if you two are the queen of it. First of all, I think we need to identify what the real problem is here. Quite often in life, we examine the symptom of the problem and then try and change that or cure that, or we divert all of our energy and time and sometimes money into that. One of the first things I learned when I walked into an AA room was that alcohol wasn't my problem. Alcohol was a symptom of some deeper problems that were getting up, that were going on for me. Excuse me, just quickly while I turn off my WhatsApp, because England is waking up and... Um, my WhatsApp tends to go off quite a bit when England wakes up. Yeah, so quite often as human beings, we we look at the symptom of a problem that we have and we try and cure the symptom as opposed to going deep into the root cause. And so any resolve that we have and any strategy that we might be able to develop to cope with the system, although very useful in lots of respects, doesn't always create long-term sustainable change for us. It's why yo-yo dieting doesn't work. It's why short stints of not drinking booze doesn't really work. It's why productivity courses don't really work because we haven't gone to the very root cause of, well, what is causing me to turn to alcohol instead of managing my own emotions in sobriety? What is causing me to procrastinate and put off doing this thing, even though I know it's the thing that I know how to do and is going to get me the result that I want for myself? Why do I continue to shovel food in my mouth when I'm not hungry, that I know is high in calories and has little nutritional value for me after the 12-week boot camp diet is over? Those are the problems that we need to address for long-term sustainable change in any area of our life. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the possible problem as opposed to, well, this is the symptom of that problem. Procrastination is a symptom of a, of a deeper issue. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to identify the actual problem, which is very unlikely to be that you don't know how to systemize, that you don't know how to be productive, that you don't know how to be focused. 
it's really important when you own your own business or if you've got your own side hustle or, you know, if you've got a job and kids and a dog and a husband and a household and just in general life, right? We take on way more. Most of us take on way more than we have the internal capacity and resources to deal with. Although if we didn't, we wouldn't have things like stress. We wouldn't have things like anxiety. We wouldn't have all of these mental health problems that we are seeing in abundance these days because we take on external problems or external issues or too much external stress than we have the internal capabilities and resources to deal with. When women join the hub, they quite often find themselves feeling very stressed by their lives. They feel like they've got too much on their plate. They're people pleasing. They're saying yes when they mean no. They're feeling quite anxious and stressed about the stuff that they can't control. And what we learn through the teachings in the hub and through the tools and techniques that are available for you to take on as your own in the hub is how to manage your internal capabilities and resources so that you can deal with the external stresses of life better and so that you can put down what isn't always necessarily yours. Wherever you're at with your life right now, probably having a good system in place, having great organization in place, and having focus in place is always a good idea. Doesn't matter what you've got going on in life, but especially if you've got a side hustle or your own business, absolutely systemize, organize, make life as easy for yourself as possible by keeping things as organized as possible. Now I'm saying this, I don't do that, if I'm gonna be completely honest, I'm very scrappy in the way that I work, but I have over the last five years created systems that work really well for me. And quite often, one of the problems that we see when people jump onto other people's short courses, do their programs around productivity, the system that they're learning doesn't always actually relate to their own life. So never take anybody else's system and say, well, if that system works for that person, it must work for me. Take what works for you and don't be afraid to go, actually, in my life, in the context of my life, with the person that I am, and we're all so uniquely different like snowflakes, the person I am, the context of my life that I'm currently living at the moment, that particular part of that system doesn't really work for me. So don't don't go in and do one of these courses and then come back and be like, oh, that didn't work for me. What's wrong with me? Like, be, just be open to cherry picking the best of all of the advice that is out there and make up your own little system that works for you. However, as I've just discussed, it's probably not your real problem. What we've got is a knowing doing gap. Likelihood is that if you've got your own side hustle, you know what you need to do in order to create money. You know that you need to pick up the phone and chase that lead. You know that you need to pick up the phone and speak to your past clients to see if you can generate more sales. You know that you need to contact some people that have been interested in joining your team. You know that you need to say yes to going to that networking event. There, there is a gap between knowing what you need to do and then doing what you need to do. And that is where your problem lies. So how do we close that knowing doing gap? The question that you need to ask yourself is, why am I cock blocking myself? <laughs> I mean, you can ask yourself that question in whatever language works for you. But it's a question I ask myself quite a lot. I'm like, why am I cock blocking myself on this? Why am I creating all of these barriers between me and where it is that I say I want to be? In my experience and my observation, both of myself and of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients that I've worked with over the years, and just general conversations that I have with my colleagues who are in business for themselves, 
it comes down to three main areas of fear. The first one is the fear of failure. I'm scared that if I try at doing this thing and it doesn't work, then I will have to deal with the fact that I have failed at doing this thing. Now, a lot of us, the fear of failure is, um, in, it comes back to this idea of like, well, if I fail, I won't be loved. So for a lot of us, we were praised heavily when things went well when we were children, when we got good grades in school, when we did something the way that our parents wanted us to do it, it was considered to be a success and therefore we felt more love and connection. And when we didn't do as well at school or when we didn't achieve what our parents wanted us to achieve, it was considered a failure and so we felt a disconnect from their love. So for a lot of us, this idea of the fear of failure is really intertwined with, am I accessing love? And love is just another word for safety. And if not, if, if I'm not accessing that love, if I'm not feeling safe because of the failure that has just gone on in my life, then well, why would I put myself in that situation in the first place? So I'm gonna keep myself really safe and I'm not even gonna try. For years and years and years and years, I had a belief system that it was better not to try than it was to fail because I associated, because of some stuff that happened in my childhood, I associated failure with not being loved. So why would I put myself in the line of failure? And that's why at the age of 34, I was waiting tables for minimum wage and in debt because I'd never trusted myself to try and fail. And life is ingrained with failure. It is part of the fabric of life, failure. And if you're not willing to fail, then you will never reach success. But I didn't know that then. So I just did everything to avoid failure. So I didn't even try. The second fear that we commonly see is the fear of success, which a lot more people are afraid of than they think. I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, it's fear of failure because that's what all the memes on Instagram tell us, right? And um, it's kind of like the hook of the entrepreneurial world. It's like, don't be afraid of failure, man. You've got to fail to succeed, man. I mean, that's just what I said. So I've just basically taken the piss out of myself and that's okay, I'm all right with it. But the fear of success is sort of a little bit more insidious, really. The fear of success looks like, what if I'm really good at this and I make loads of money and I start earning more money than my partner? What will that do to our relationship? What if I'm really good at this and I start booking loads and loads and loads of parties or meetings or networking events or speaking events and I have to travel a lot and I don't see my kids as much. What if I get really, really good at this and I start generating all of this income and I start getting really busy and my friends begin to look down at me. My friends begin to think, oh God, look at her with all her money and all her busyness and all of her success. And I lose the safety of my friendship group. There's all sorts of reasons that we fear success. For a lot of us, we don't feel like we wanna take the responsibility of earning that much money or being that successful or having that many clients. But while we are blaming procrastination for our lack of results, we're never gonna understand that there is some more deep-rooted stuff in our minds that we need to clear up. Then the third area of fear that we see is the fear of rejection. 
And especially if you have got a side hustle or if you're in business for yourself, if you're selling a product or service, rejection is a built-in part of business. You are going to get more no's than you get yeses. Even now, five years on, I still get more no's than I get yeses. And it is a numbers game in a really kind of perverse way. You have to get used to being told no. And then you have to get back up and go, all right, so who's going to tell me yes? Or, all right, what do I need to do to make this a yes? And it's that kind of like relentlessness, which is a skill that you can learn. If you're listening to this now and being like, well, that's not for me. I could, I could never do that. If someone says no, I crawl away, find a rock, hide underneath it, open a book, pour a gin and tonic, and I don't come out again. But that, And that used to be me. Oh, I loved my rock and I loved my gin. Still love books. But the other two I've managed to learn how to kick. And it is a skill that you can develop. You, you can create this um, persona, if you like, who when they hear no, they go, okay, great, how can I make that a yes? If not from that person, then another person. What do I need to learn? What do I need to do differently? How do I need to go forward from here? And it might not be an immediate yes. So one of the things that I'm procrastinating on at the moment is writing my book. And I've been really thinking about what is it that scares me about doing this project? It's something that I want for myself. It's something that I can see really clearly. It is something that I know is inside me. It's screaming to come out of me. And full, full bloody frontal honesty here because, well, it's me. I know it will be really good for my business. And yet I'm not doing it. I'm procrastinating my ass off. I've got every single reason under the sun and very good, eloquent reasons. My justifications are on point. So I've had to ask myself this very question. Like, what is it that I'm most afraid of? Am I afraid of failure? Meh, I'm so, I'm pretty hardened to failure now. Am I afraid of the success? Nah, I've really worked through that in business. And I think it's, I'm, I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared that people are going to read these stories about my life and they are going to judge me and they are going to laugh at me and they are going to be repelled by me and they're going to talk about me behind my back. All of my old, you know, teenage angst stuff comes bubbling up to the surface when I think about sharing those sorts of details of my life so openly but now I know that it's that, I can deal with that as opposed to saying, oh, how do I not procrastinate? What course do I need to do to learn how to write my book? I know how to write my book. I know how to write words. Yes, there are systems in place that I could use that could make that a more logical and organized experience, but that's not really the problem. The problem is I'm scared of being rejected by the people who read the book. And rejection is a very powerful fear because it is innate, it is built into our very DNA to avoid rejection, because rejection was the thing that posed most danger to us in tribal times. We always used to think it was like the pride of lions or the saber-toothed tiger, or, but actually more and more research is coming out now that rejection was the thing that posed the biggest danger to human beings or homo sapiens, because if we were outside of our pack, on our own, we couldn't survive. I actually did a whole podcast on rejection. I can't remember what episode number it is, but um, if you Google unashamedly human rejection, then it will come up for you. But yeah, I mean, rejection is a massive one. Um, so ask yourself that question. That would be the first place that I would start 
once we now we know that procrastination isn't the problem there's something that that is a symptom of a problem then I would go in and ask myself so why am I cock blocking myself what am I scared of what is it that I believe about dot 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 that's a great journaling question what do I believe about my ability to do this what do I believe about money what do I believe about how easy or hard this is going to be for me what do I believe about failure what do I believe about success what do I believe about rejection and just freestyle journal and see what comes out for you. You'll be surprised what comes up for you. And once once you've got some stuff in your conscious mind that was previously unconscious to you, that is a huge, massive step to being able to change it. Because while it's unconscious, while we don't know what's going on in the background, while it's a program that's just whirring away and we're telling ourselves it's because we're procrastinating, we're never gonna get any kind of resolve and we're never gonna get any long-term success. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! So first thing, we're going to recognize that procrastination isn't a problem. It's symptomatic of a deeper problem. Second step, we're going to ask ourselves, well, why am I cock blocking myself here? What is really going on? Is it failure, success or rejection that I'm fearful of? And then the third step is get really clear on a vision. A lot of the time people jump into especially side hustles, but a lot of the time in business for themselves as well, because they have been sold a certain lifestyle. You can have uncapped income. You make up your own hours. Excuse me, I just burped in the middle of a sentence there. I was going to rock on like it didn't happen, but ah, may as well just stop and acknowledge it. And let's be honest, apologize for it because it was gross. We get sold this lifestyle and, and fairly so, you know, you can have uncapped income. You make up your own hours. You work from home, work in your pajamas. This is the life of freedom, right? The laptop lifestyle. And it's rife at the moment. And... Although that's very true, when we get into the laptop lifestyle, we also realize that along with all of those truths, we have to do and be a certain way in order to create that for ourselves. We have to address our fears. We have to go through some dark, dark tunnels. We have to want to give up and then pull ourselves back up and try again. We have to get all of the no's. And so, yes, that lifestyle is available for us, but it's a journey to get there. It doesn't actually happen overnight. That vision that we are kind of sold isn't really enough to motivate us or inspire us on a day-to-day basis because as soon as we get into it, we realize that it's actually a little bit more tricky than that. This is certainly my experience and I can only speak from my experience, but my experience was when I started working for myself full time, I was like, oh fuck, this is hard. (laughs) This is really, really hard. The perks are there. To begin with, it took a really long time for the perks to outweigh how hard it was to be in business for myself. So get really clear on a vision that actually really means something to you and a vision that you can see coming to life in a shorter time frame. So that might be uh, the vision of having the time to walk your dog on the beach every morning. It might be the vision of not having to go into work every day. It might be being able to pick up your kids from school every day. It might be being part of a team of amazing kick-ass entrepreneurs. It might be having creative freedom to you know, write your own copy and do your own Instagram posts. 
whatever it is, have some vision for yourself that is tangible and accessible to you in a shorter time period so that you can really feel that you're achieving part of the bigger picture of the lifestyle dream today or in within a week or a couple of months. And then I would get quite clear on a big long-term vision that is really uniquely yours and that isn't a cookie cutter laptop lifestyle dream. So that might involve a vision of you taking your kids to Disneyland on holiday. It might be you and your husband picking up a brand new car from the Mercedes dealership. It might be you and your wife flying to Paris. It might be building your first house, whatever it might be, that big picture vision, either get a vision board, spend some time visualizing every morning, get yourself some good affirmations. Again, I teach you all of the strategies around this type of element of visualization in the manifesting module of the hub. There are all sorts of tools and techniques that you can use to really connect to that future vision that you want for yourself. And that is going to motivate you to hear the no's, to face potential rejection, to get out there and fucking fail really quickly so that you can get one step closer to success, to pick up the phone when it feels a bit icky in your tummy because, oh, what if they say no? Having a clear, inspired vision for yourself helps you do the hard things. You can do the hard things, but it's much more motivating when you know where you want to go as a result of those hard things. Also, when you're developing that vision for yourself, what you're going to start doing is creating an idea of yourself and who you need to be in order to do what you need to do today. So when you start visualizing the future version of you who is building her first house with her partner, taking her kids to Disneyland, flying with her wife to Paris, buying the car with her husband, whatever it might be, you wanna be connecting to that version of you as often as possible. And how do you act? How do you speak? What do you believe? How do you eat? How do you exercise? Who do you hang around with? What kind of conversations do you have? What kind of thoughts are you thinking? And you wanna be connecting with that version of you as much as possible and then emanating her today. You wanna be drawing upon the resources of the future version of you and making them happen in your day-to-day. -day. So future me runs my show. Current Emily is getting the results that current Emily is getting. Yes, I'm talking about myself in the third person. Stay with me, haven't gone mad. The future version of Emily who's already created the empire, the Emily Chadbourne brand to the extent that I want, the, the global reach that I want for it, that Emily has to be in charge of what this Emily does. Future Emily is the one that tells me to go to the gym. Future Emily is the one that shuts the fridge door and realizes she's not actually hungry, she's just procrastinating, right? That's the future Emily that is in charge of that because current Emily just wants to eat the entire contents of the fridge, get under a blanket and watch reruns of Friends all afternoon. That's what I wanna do, thank you very much. So future Emily is the one that is in charge of me because she, knows exactly what I need to do today in order to create that future version of, of my desire, that future vision for myself. So that's the third thing, get really clear on your vision and who you need to be today to create that vision for yourself. The fourth thing is you wanna be really developing a tight butt muscle. So for those of you who've never heard of the expression tight butt before, everyone's heard of the comfort zone, right? All of your dreams, all of your aspirations, all of your desires lie on the other side of your comfort zone. 
as we get to the very edge of our comfort zone, as we begin to do the things that we've never done before, we become the person we've never been before, we take action that we've never had to take before, we begin to feel what we call in coaching optimal anxiety. Now, I'm a huge believer that how we language the world will have a direct effect on how we feel about the world and I don't want to feel anxiety so I don't use the word anxiety it's not in my vocabulary on a day-to-day basis so I don't want to use the term optimal anxiety Bob Proctor calls it the terror barrier I also don't really want to feel any terror today thank you very much so instead I was asking myself okay well how do I feel when I wake up in the morning and I'm about to do something I've never done before I'm going to have to summon up courage because I don't have the confidence to do it because I've never done it before I get that feeling in my stomach right the first day at school first day at a new job going out on a first date all of those things that make us feel a bit funny in the tummy like we're about to shit ourselves and so we have to clench our butt cheeks together really tight so that we don't poo ourselves in public and so I call that a tight butt moment we're about to do something we've never done before we're about to go to a networking event we're going to speak on stage we're going to pick up the phone to that lead or we're going to you know go and do the thing that we are nervous to do I call it a tight butt moment. The reason I call it that is because I don't want to use the words terror or anxiety in my day-to-day vocabulary, but you know, who doesn't want a tight butt? And we have been conditioned to move away from tight butt moments and to fear them and to assume that if it doesn't feel good in the moment, then we shouldn't do it. But actually what we want to start doing is reconditioning ourselves to move towards those tight butt moments, to see them as chances to evolve and as chances to grow and as chances to learn and as chances to achieve. We want to be going, oh, is that a tight butt moment for me? Does that make me feel like I'm going to shit myself? Awesome. I'm going to do it. That is, that is all I need to know to say, yes, I will do that thing. I'm not going to worry about how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to worry about even the outcome of it right now but I am going to move towards tight butt moments. And the quicker that you start developing that tight butt, the quicker you start saying yes to stuff that scares the shit out of you, you will move ahead in business so much quicker than anybody else. And then the fifth thing is not to do it alone. I think business or being in a side hustle or making any change in your life whether it be change to your health, change to your finances, change to your relationships, change to yourself, is so much nicer if you do it with a team of people behind you. And I know that for lots of side hustles, there is great team support. So make sure that you use it and utilize it. Don't shy away from it. Don't be like, oh God, I didn't do what I said I was going to do this week. So I'm not going to jump on that team call later because I'm just embarrassed. Because that embarrassment's only going to stew. It's only going to get worse. And you're only going to put off joining that team again and again and again and again. And then you're really going to disconnect. So just like be in the team that you have got available to you in your side hustle. But more than that, or, or maybe you don't really resonate with the team or... Maybe you're in business for yourself and you don't have a team. And again, that's part of what one of the biggest, biggest reasons that women join the hub. Yes, they want the content. Yes, they want the videos. Yes, they want the worksheets. Yes, they want the meditations. Yes, they want the tools. Yes, they want access to me every single week live. They want all of that. But ultimately, the community from the hub is hands down. Like One of my God-given gifts is building community. And the community of the hub is off its tits, the championing, the support, the love, the help. 
is just absolutely amazing. And one of the things that I learned really early on in business is that it is so much harder to do life alone. Life is not a solo sport. And if you're running out onto the field with your shame shields up, like, oh God, no, I just need to do this by myself. I can't accept help from anybody. I can't, I can't let anyone see what's going on for me right now. I need to sort this out by myself. If that's how you're playing out in life, in any area of your life, but especially in business, you are setting yourself up for a really rough ride and you are very likely to lose the game. So don't do it alone. I am going to run through those five things again. The first is identify the problem. It is unlikely to be a procrastination problem and much more likely to be a deeper rooted issue that's going on for you. Um, You need to know what that issue is so that you can close that knowing doing gap. The second thing, ask yourself, why am I cock blocking myself? Is it a fear of failure, a fear of success, a fear of rejection? And then do some journaling around that. What am I scared of? What do I believe about? The third thing is get really clear on your vision and who you need to be today in order to create that vision for yourself. Number four, get that butt tight, tight butt. And then number five, You don't have to do it alone. And if you are interested in joining the hub, then please slide into my DMs, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. Email me info at emilychabron.com or you can PM me on Facebook and I will send you all of the deets. I am going to jump in now to the questions and comments. Great honesty. Oh yeah, no, you know, you'll always get honesty from me. Thank you. I thought you had a book club and was submitting a chapter of Fortnite. Yes, yeah, so I did that for 11 chapters. Uh, and then I took a break because I was floundering a little bit with it. I didn't have enough structure in place around the book. Um, and then I never picked it back up again. I've been procrastinating on it ever since. Um, I love being busy, but I've stopped doing it to please others. Yes, that's a skill in itself, isn't it? Blimey. Yes, I know I want to do something, but I don't have a clear vision. Yeah, so working on that clear vision, it will be a great step for you. And again, in the hub, there are tools to be able to help you with that. Um, What else we got? The laptop lifestyle is not the easiest. You must be disciplined. God, you've got to be so disciplined. Yes. And you will have failures. Inevitably, yes. You also have huge issue with connection to others. Yeah, it's so true. I am an extrovert in almost every sense of the word. And so working for myself and working alone and working from home, even though I do have a small team, but they're all remote. They're all like, they're not, we don't have like an office. And so really one of the biggest challenges I have in business is connection. Luckily, I've got the hub um, and a great group of friends. I purposefully keep myself in masterminds and accountability groups because I I couldn't do this just sitting at home on my own all day with Theodore. Oh, thank you, Jessica. Write the book, Em. There will always be people out there that will reject your story, but there will be just as many who love it. Oh, that's really lovely. I love that. I'm excited for future me in the hub. Yes, I'm excited for future you in the hub as well. Join the hub. Join the hub. It's the best, honestly. Um, Good to know I'm not alone. I so often think it's just me. No, you're not alone. And that's one of the reasons that Unashamedly Human came about because I began to realize that people sit on their fears 
and people sit on their insecurities and they think they're the only ones that have them. And there is such power in being like, hey, I'm fucked up too. You're fucked up. I'm fucked up. Oh my God, she's fucked up and he's fucked up. Hang on a minute. Are we all fucked up? Oh, fucking great. Because the moment that we normalize our insecurities, the moment that we normalize our fears, we don't give them as much power. We, we take their power away when we bring them out into the light and be like, this is what's going on for me. And it's what's going on for you as well. And I'm human being and I'm meant to be feeling like this. And isn't life hard sometimes? Yes. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live on Thursday mornings. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it with a mate or on your socials. Please tag me, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth, does it? So you let Barbara down the road know that she should have a little listen to this episode. If you're interested in joining the Unashamedly Human Hub, my global coaching community, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.